welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, today, and I'm all by myself. That's right. Today we're doing players that you'd want to sell high on. That's right. I gave Matt a topic. Guy went out, got so high, couldn't even come in today. Totally got it way wrong. Totally off of what we wanted to do. So today I'm here by myself. Gonna get in and get out. That's it. Just in and out. Not back in again because, well, things are gonna get a little funky if we start doing that. So it's just me here today. Matt's out. He's uh, he's got a family that's full of sickness, and um, I don't want him here. I need to stay healthy. So today's gonna be a little bit shorter of a show. Got a big show for you. Because we're going to announce the rest of the Superflex winners. That's right. Congrats to the one people that are going to win at the end of the show. And to all those that didn't win, uh, thanks for your contributions and do- donations. Huge helps the site. Got some big news coming up here in the next couple months, what we're doing with that extra cash that you guys were so generous to donate. But before we get into today's show, let me drop some knowledge on you about today's sponsor, Maisie. That's right. M-A-Z-E-Y. Maisie, the app that you need to go out and download for your Dynasty League. This is an app that I have that I'm using with some of our uh, 500 League uh, users and we'll be using for the Superflex as well. This is an app that lets you, again, lets you stay connected with the many groups in your life without adding clutter to your email and chaos to your text messages. That's right. This is a good way to communicate with your Dynasty League league mates. It lets you prioritize what you want to talk about. Let you get different groups if you want to talk about trades and whatnot. And again, remember, when you're in Dynasty League, a lot of times if you're active with the podcast or social media or you're in Superflex League, you're in a league with a lot of people that you don't know. And a lot of times you don't feel comfortable giving somebody your phone number. Like I said last week, I don't even want to give people my phone number that I know. So definitely with people that might come in out of the league, you don't want them to have your phone number. The best way to do that, the quickest way to get responses when it comes to trades or dealing with the league is to download the app, Maisie. It's phenomenal. Matt and I have been using it. I used it today to let him know when he texted me. I texted him right back on Maisie. Um, and it was in trade, so I kind of duped him there. You can, create, you can create different little files. You can turn it off, turn it on, uh, whatever you want, so you don't need notifications when you get it. You don't need no sign-up code. You just put your, you just put your phone number in. That's it. That's it. You put your phone number and you sign in. You get a text, uh, login code. You're good to go. It's free, people. It's free for your dynasty leagues, for your fancy football leagues, and for honestly other things in life as well. Definitely, if you have these big family groups going on, it's a good way to communicate. Mazy, M A Z E Y. It's an app you need to download today. It's going to help you out your dynasty league tremendously when it comes to communication. You want to get that trade uh, text out right away? Boom, send it out through Maisie. You want to let the league know who's available on your roster? Boom, you put a post on there. People can get back with you right away. You don't have to wait through emails. You don't have to go wait through Twitter. It's a good way to communicate and get instant access to your league mates. Again, it's on your phone. We always have our phone on us all the time. Comes up like a text message through the app. Get just the same warning. Uh, I love it. I've been using this for a couple of weeks now. I think I'm going to be using this for the rest of my life. And you should too. Maisie. All I ask is you at least give it a chance, right? Download it. M-A-Z-E-Y. Try it out with your league mates today. Let me know what you think. Maisie, the app. Check it out. So today, we're going to talk about, I have five players in the top 50 ADP 
that I want to discuss I feel are, are good sell highs, right? So it's always good to get out from a player when he's at peak value and he has nowhere to go down. And again, some of these players might be disguised because of, one of these guys might be because of age. A lot of them are just guys that I'm not really big on for their long-term dynasty value. If you want to draft them in redraft, hallelujah, God bless you, have fun. But this isn't a redraft show. This is a dynasty show. We're here to talk about forever, forever. That's what dynasty is, right? That's what we're going to start this new Superflex League. Psh, these are my league mates for life. They may be my pallbearers at my funeral. I don't know. I won't be there. Well, not in spirit, at least. Or maybe only in spirit. So let's not mess around. Let's dive right into this. It's late. I had to stay up and watch the Indians game. Matt wasn't here. I procrastinated. I was like, oh, Matt's not going to do the show. I can do the show whenever I want. And it's late. But here I am. Full cup of coffee. Ready to go. We'll see how tomorrow feels. And I have a big day tomorrow. Going to see Chris Rock tomorrow. I'm going to go see Chris Rock, the comedian. That's right. Tomorrow. Playing here in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm excited. Never seen him. So you're listening to this podcast today. I'm going to see Chris Rock today. If it's Saturday, you're listening. Psh, I already seen Chris Rock. Side still hurts. I probably giggled like no tomorrow. So let's get into this, shall we? Now, I've been conducting some mock drafts on uh, myfantasyleague.com, which is a great site to conduct some mock, dra- mock drafts with your league mates on. And, of course, we conduct mock drafts every single week, month. You can follow at Fantasy Outlaw, jump into mock drafts with us. And I saw this guy go in the number 12 overall in the first round. And he's ADP right now of 16 on DynastyNerds.com, and that's Todd Gurley. And some people may be saying, hey, Rich, of course Todd Gurley is a sell high. I mean, what has he done? Not so fast, Pat Sajak. That's not true because his ADP is 16, and I saw him go as high today as number 12. And when I saw him go number 12, I kind of like, I was like, whoa, hey, it's a little aggressive. Now, when Todd Gurley came out, we were on this podcast telling you how great Todd Gurley was, and he was. He's a phenomenal running back coming out of college. And I've been thinking about it lately, and can Todd Gurley bounce back this year? Absolutely. But remember, all our rankings, everything we talk about is PPR, because that's that's just the cream of the crop, in my opinion. And when you look at Todd Gurley, he holds very little PPR value. I mean, very little PPR value. And honestly... When you sit here and think about Todd Gurley, he could bounce back. Sure, why not? His team's still a mess. The offensive line's still not great. He still doesn't have a lot of wide receivers out there, so the offense isn't getting any better for him. He doesn't catch the football as it as is. And remember, hashtag two to three year windows. There's only a handful of running backs that repeat as running back ones for more than a year. Is Todd Gurley gonna break that mold? I don't know. I'm not really feeling too good about it right about now. We're talking about a guy who who has had two yards or less 102 times in 2015. He's had, now he only had 13 games in 2015. He played 16 games in 2016, which was last year, which that time he had two yards or less 132 times in 16 games. In 2016, he had one game over 80 yards. One game, it was for 85 yards. He only had two games of over 70 yards. And then he only had three games of over 60 yards. That's right. Three games of over 60 yards. That means for 10 games in 2016, Todd Gurley had under 60 yards. 
I don't know. I am not uh, a mathematician, but I know most leagues get only one point for every 10 yards, and under 60 yards equals five points in rushing. That's not enough. And you're telling me in a PPR league, crap, in a standard league, you're going to draft a guy that's going to get you five points on average mostly in his in his games? And, hey, hey I don't want to hear about it was just one bad year, okay? Because let's go back to 15, right, when he played 13 games. He did have five games of over 100 yards. Five games. But then, besides those five games, he had two games of 89 yards and 83 yards. Then he had one game of 66 yards. The rest of the games, his highest yards he got in the game was 48 yards. That's right, 48 yards. So, the moral of the story is, Todd Gurley has had way more bad games than good games. And we're talking about a position that comes out of the gate just literally running. He comes out of the gate running. He's a running back. And I know I don't add the G to my running, but that's that's my talk. I'm sorry. It's my lingo. It's my slang. Uh, but this is a guy who's drafted 10th overall, and we expected him to be a superstar. And he was one of the top running backs coming out, and after his rookie year, he felt really good about him. And if he bounces back this year, you're going to feel really good about him. But this goes back to hashtag two to three-year window. What are you going to gamble on? Because what if he does have another really bad year? Where's his value then? It's plummeted. Right now, the moral of the story is the ADP of 16. People still love them some Todd Gurley. And I'm not even completely unsold that he can't bounce back for this year. But if he bounces back this year for a little bit and the next year, I mean, how many good years can we truly expect to have somebody like Todd Gurley in a PPR league? I'm saying you cash out now. You, you capitalize on his value now while it's still extremely high. Because even if it gets a little bit higher, I mean, how much higher is he going to go? 10? 11, you think he's going to surpass David Johnson, who catches footballs, Zeke Elliott, Le'Veon Bell, who catches footballs, while we have this really deep running back class that's going to merge and possibly have two to three guys. I mean, one of all three guys, like Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, and Joe Mixon pan out. And you know there's going to be a surprise guy out there somewhere for how deep his class is. I wouldn't be surprised if there's two guys out there that all can jump Todd Gurley. And not to mention if Jordan Howard has another huge year this year and averages over five yards per carry and gets over 100 yards a game, Jordan Howard's going to jump ahead of him. What about Devontae Freeman if he signs an extension? You're talking about Todd Gurley now getting on about running back number 8, 9, 10. You're going you're gonna to invest that in a dynasty league in a high pick? No way, Jose. I ain't doing it, man. I am selling Todd Gurley. I'm getting peak value. If he still pans out, psh, that's fine. Get a good return. What if you get a good young receiver? What if you get Jarvis Landry for Todd Gurley? What if you can get uh, a decent receiver, and then a decent first-round pick this year? What if you get a pick like number seven, number eight, come away with like an Alvin Kamara? Or, heck, I mean, obviously I wouldn't do that. I'd come away with like an O.J. Howard. What if you could flip Todd Gurley for one of these top backs? Whoa, that's too much of a gamble, Rich. I can't gamble on a, a Joe Mixon over Todd Gurley. What are you talking about? Todd Gurley himself is a gamble. You're gambling on him being next year. You're hoping he's being good next year. He's gonna put up running back one numbers. I don't think he's gonna put up running back one up running back one numbers no matter what. Even if he bounces back next year, not in PPR leagues. I'm just not feeling it. Just not feeling it. This is a guy that I just think he's a prime guy to get out from now because honestly, it can only honestly go downhill. I don't see it peaking. 
I, there's not much more room for him to move up. You still have Corey Davis and Mike Williams into the mix. All right? There's other players that are going to move up. At best, Todd Gurley could pretty much idolize anywhere from 12 to 15, 16. Like I said, ADP right now is low as number 20. And if you can go back and get one of these young, good running backs this year and maybe something else, then I'm going to capitalize on that. Obviously, you're probably not going to get pick one, two, maybe not three. But even if you get a Christian McCaffrey in a PPR league and something else, if you can pick up pick four, five, or six, and maybe you get a first and second for somebody like Tom Gurley, ride that. Ride that train. Sell that. He's going to be the focal point of that Rams offense, and he's going to bounce back. But right now, the track record is terrible. Terrible. And we don't see a lot of times where people do this, where they're, they're terrible for two years, pretty much. And I know his rookie year, people want to say it was really good, and it was. But I read those numbers. If you go back and you look at it, it wasn't really overly great. The yards were there, but I mean, still. 10 games last year under 60 yards. I don't care how bad your offensive line is. I don't care how bad your quarterback is, okay? Tell that stuff to Barry Sanders. Good running backs will still have occasionally big runs, all right? And I just did not see with Todd Gurley. I highly, highly recommend getting out from Todd Gurley while you still can. He falls in that kind of like the Eddie Lacy category for me a couple years ago. Um, Is he a bad running back? No. Do I like Todd Gurley? Yes. But right now, the return is way too high. Uh, another guy I want to get out from, who I mentioned him, this is a guy two years ago on the podcast, was my sell high, and that's Jordy Nelson. All right, He was the number two overall fantasy receiver last year. Now, if you're in a win-now mode and you need him to win again, then obviously you're not selling Jordy Nelson. But he has an ADP of 25. He's 31 years old, going to be 32. He's had a hip surgery. He's had an ACL surgery. Playoffs weren't too good because he had that rib injury. He's getting older. I know he picked up right where he left off last year. And most likely, he's going to be a wide receiver one again this year. But we do have the emergence of Devontae Adams, who I expect to have a bigger role this year as well. we got to see what's going to happen with Randall Cobb. What if they draft another receiver this year? Troy Nelson is getting a little old, uh, going to 32-33. With a receiver right now to a contender, you could probably get some really good, a really good return on Jordy Nelson right, right now. And I'm just going to go youth if I can't compete this year. And obviously, it's easy to say if you can't compete. But even if I'm around 6, 7, 8, 9, right around there, I'm still going to try and get out from Jordy Nelson and maybe try and get a little bit younger. Maybe if I can pick up a Martavis Bryant in a first, uh, something along those lines, get another good receiver, I'd, I'd be happy with a guy like Corey Coleman and maybe a mid-first-round pick for Jordy Nelson. Another good young receiver to kind of back end that to my roster so I'm not doing subtraction by addition, by grabbing another position. If I can get some somewhere around that sixth pick, seventh pick, come away with another solid rookie this year and another young player in return, I'll feel really good about that return on Jordy Nelson. Yes, he's a phenomenal player. He's going to be a great redraft player. But long-term in Dynasty, I mean, he's about at the end, which is hard to say again about a guy that just came off ACL and was the number two overall fantasy receiver. I see big things in Devontae uh, Adams' future. I mean, this is a guy coming up Fresno State that led all college receivers in touchdowns. He can have it be a big playability again here in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I can see him trying to slowly emerge into that number one role. So you have Randall Cobb coming back. You have Devontae Adams, who I think is going to take a bigger role. And then they also bring in Martellus Bennett, who's also going to take some carries. 
Let's see what they're going to do at running back. I can see them getting a pass catcher running back. They already have Ty Montgomery there who can also fill out into the slot if need be, which could equal slightly less targets there for our man, Jordy Nelson. Again, do I think this is a bad thing for him this year? No, I think he's going to be a stud muffin in 2017. I'm all for Jordy Nelson in 2017. But for my dynasty value, with an ADP of 29, which you put you smack dab middle of the beginning of the third round there, you could flip that. You can flip that to rebuild with other solid players. You can get a Stefan Diggs, who has some upside. You can get a Dante Moncrief, right? You can get uh, a Corey Coleman and some picks coming back. And remember how deep this draft is. And remember, second-round picks are just as good as well. So I would I'd float his name out there and see. And maybe Jordan Nelson's one of those guys you might want to wait until in-season to flip when somebody needs that receiver and he starts producing right away. I would be a little bit hesitant to see if it does start off a little bit slow because of other targets, I, I don't think he will. But right now, in the offseason, right now with the draft picks, again, remember, people are going to hold on to these draft picks pretty tight as we get closer to the draft because people are excited about drafting, so it's kind of hard for people to let that go, even though you always should get the better player. But if you can get a late first for Jordy Nelson and then add a Stefan Diggs, maybe with something else as well. Another player. Get young. Get but not just get young to get young. Remember, in Dynasty, you don't want to just get young get to get young. People do that all the time. They want to they wanna trade just for youth. Oh, I don't want Demaris Thomas. He's a little bit older. I don't want Jordy Nelson. He's older. I'll just take this guy who is a little bit upside just because he's young. You still got to get fair value in return. You can't just make the whole trade just on youth and potential of being good. You can't do that. Stephon Diggs is explosive. Five-star recruit coming out of Maryland. Love the guy. But you gotta get something else in return, and that's—I know that sounds obvious, but some people will do that. They'll—they'll they'll trade just for youth, and they'll look at their team on paper and say, "Oh, look how young my team is. I'm gonna be good forever." We talk about that all the time. People are under an illusion just because they have a young play, a lot of young players, that all these players are gonna pan out and be studs, and that's not the case. We—we we, again, we preach all the time when it comes to a dynasty team. You want to have a really good balance on your roster. You want to have some good core of rookies that have. A, really high upside you want to have some stable players that are just you know good average players and you want to have your studs and you want your you want your age to vary you should never be a trade afraid to trade for those vets matt preaches it all the time that you can't be afraid to give up some where for these older players that people might feel like you're overpaying because of age and sometimes age becomes such a factor in dynasty where it is important but the most important thing, again, like we say, is winning. And a lot of times in Dynasty, the best value you can get is out of some of these older guys, like a guy like Jordy Nelson. And if you're trying to win, you need that stud receiver, and you have a first-round pick because something went wrong, you shouldn't be afraid to trade that away if Jordy Nelson this year would put you over the edge to give you that championship. You should never be afraid to give up that draft pick to win, to win it all. You shouldn't be afraid to give up the potential of youth and the potential of a stud to not win and say this guy's going to help me a couple of years down the road because you don't know what your team's going to be like a couple of years down the road. We see players come and go. We see them all the time. You got you to gotta attack now. You got to try and do your best to win now. If you have the slimmest chance to win now, you have to try and win now. And the, it's going to be really hard to acquire these young, talented players. It's going to be... Pfft, 
damn near impossible without giving up young, talented players back, and it kind of defeats the purpose unless you have an abundance from drafting really well, which is why you take the best player available, which we're going to get into next week. So the easiest thing to do is the trade for the veterans, the older guys. I mean, and that's why you build around these young receivers because it's always super easy to get these older receivers. I mean, running backs, I mean, what do you have to give up to Frank Gore right now? Jonathan Stewart. I mean, hell, you could have got Marshawn Lynch off your waiver wire. So that's that rant. Even DeMarco Murray. DeMarco Murray's still a stud, and he, he's attainable. And a lot of times you have a good team, and you have these late firsts. I know this draft class is really late, but the late firsts are way less valuable. And you're better off taking a, a good stud that can help you win now and take your late first next year. So take that to heart. So Jordy Nelson, still a good player. ADP of 25, now is a good time to get out. I said a couple of years ago it was, time, it was a good time to get out, and then he missed a year, came back number two overall. Now is another time to get out. Another chance after that ACL injury. So he's had a couple surgeries. Remember, those older guys, those, in, those injuries don't get any better. Next guy on my list here is with an ADP of 33. There's kind of two guys here that are back-to-back, actually. You have Lamar Miller and Jay Jai. Uh, I'm going to talk about a guy... Lamar Miller has ADP of 33, and then you have J.J. at 34, all right? So J.J. last year, 1,272 yards, all right? Stud. Everybody's happy. This guy broke out. He had three games of 200-plus yards. Three. Two back-to-back. It's never even been done before in the NFL, all right? J.J. liked him coming out of college, Boise State. We all know about his knee. If you don't know about his knee, he has a degenerative knee issue. So his lifespan right now is a ticking time bomb as it is, right? And you're like, Rich, a guy, third year, coming off 1,272 yards in the Dolphins offense that that just blew up. We, we need these young running backs. Hashtag two to three year window. These running backs don't last. They don't last long at all. How many running backs do we see come in, blow it up, and then disappear and never do anything again? I don't know, 85% of them, tons of them, None of them are studs ever again. How many come and fall by the wayside? You go back and list, look, take, go back five years ago, just five years ago, and look at the top rushers in the league and fantasy producers. You're like, oh, I remember that guy. Oh, I remember that guy, too. I had a guy on my redraft team. Oh, those were the good old days, weren't they? Night and day. Night and day. Hell, I challenge you to go back three years. Just go back three years. That's three and you'll find the difference there. JJ, ADP of 34. Time to get out on this guy. So he had 1,272 yards last year, right? Well, guess what? Almost half those yards came from those three 200-plus yard games. And besides that, he had only one other game. Besides those 200-yard games, he only had one other game over 100 yards. That was for 111. Besides that, his highest game was for 79 yards. So half of his yards came off of those 200-yard games and a 100-yards game. And now, he averaged 4.9 yards per carry on the season. But if you take out those four games, those big 200-plus-yard games and then 111-yard games, he only averaged 3.5 yards per carry. He was average at best, just like another mediocre average running back. So for me, with a ticking time bomb for a knee, the average length of these running backs, ADP of 34, coming off this huge season, and people are going to just pop in their head these 200-yard games. I'm totally seeing if I could flip Jay Jai for getting this top six. 
I almost put it at top seven because with my top six with being Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Corey Davis, Joe Mixon, Mike Williams, and Christian McCaffrey. All those guys, I mean, I could almost interchange those guys and come away happily. I'll put O.J. Howard there at seven because I really go O.J. Howard as well, but he's kind of in a different tier there. For that top six tier, I'm feeling really good. So if I could flip J.J. for the even a six pick, right, and come try and come away with like a Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon, Mike Williams, and then maybe something else because the six is the middle. I mean, right now top three is where it's at, but if you can get five or six and come away, with a, one of those rookies and then add something on top of that for JGI, even if I somehow get like a first and second. And if I had the fifth pick and I'm coming away with two five and one five, and I'm coming away in the second there and I can get another good running back who I can take some gamble on or receiver or tight end, I'm feeling really good about that. Definitely a five hits. If your player comes out and he's somewhat equal to JGI, I'd rather take that youth, the good knees, uh, the three years less in the league and then get the extra pick out of it, or even a, a young player that I might like. Hell, you could throw in Josh Gordon. Eh, I don't really like Josh Gordon, but you're getting my point. At least I hope you're getting my point. So, JJ, I'm getting out from JJ. I want nothing to do with him. And when it comes to Lamar Miller, he's a guy I loved going to last year. I've been a big Lamar Miller fan for a long time. I know Matt has not been a Lamar Miller fan at all. And I going into my redraft leagues, I had this guy who's like my number two overall running back going to the league but already in offseason bill o'brien head coach is already saying that he overused lamar miller early in the season this was a guy that they're saying they want to be way more aware of and cut back some of his carries that, that is not good when it comes to fantasy football now maybe cutting back his carries will help him a little bit maybe but eh, mm, still a gamble i mean how much i mean how much longer can they go after they pay this guy that they can Say, hey, I'm just going to give up on Lamar Miller. We're paying him too much. Get one of these young running backs. Again, he's a gamble. He's, this is a guy who has only 2,000-plus yards receiving or rushing, and none of those are over 1,100 yards, 1,099 and 1,073. So his receptions can help him out here. I know he had 31 last year, 47 the year before, and the fact that their quarterback situation is going to be kind of a poop sandwich that he might get a little bit more attention. But if they're talking about cutting back his carries a little bit because he can't be overused and they are going to have a bad situation, what if they bring in another running back? What if they draft one of these running backs? What if this other running back is pretty good and then it's a 50-50 split and then you're like, oh, crap. That's not putting Lamar, where Lamar Miller is getting drafted right now with that ADP of 33. You could just do better. You could just do better. That's a good value. I mean, how much higher is Lamar Miller ADP going to go up? Now, well, that's silly because if he has a super monster year, go up significantly. But I feel good getting out. I feel good I'm getting out of Lamar Miller right now. More so, JJ. It's just Lamar Miller right now. It's just somebody when I was going through here and I go through my mock drafts to get ready for the, all these new drafts come up. Lamar Miller is one of those guys that just cross off. People like, you know what? For where he's going right now, I don't want anything to do with Lamar Miller. I just cannot trust him. Not trust him to be where. I mean, if you take a guy at number three, 33 overall, a lot of times that could be putting yourself in a position where he's your running, number one running back overall. In a PPR league, you could do better. Is Lamar Miller a bad running back? No, I still like Lamar Miller. I'm just thinking where his value is right now, ADP. I kind of like to slide out of there. 
Like, hey, this guy's a stud. Let me just slide on out and get some good value. Speaking of running backs, you don't even talk about Mike Gillisley signing his contract today. Or not contract, but the Patriots. Look at the Patriots. Just Rex Burkhead train going crazy. Then all of a sudden they sign Mike Gillisley to an offer sheet that the Bills probably can't match because that's what they do. They steal Chris Hogan. They steal the Bills. The Bills. What are the Bills doing? I don't know what they're doing. But they signed Mike Gillisley to a contract offer. And I have a couple good tweets here I want to read off to you guys as well. Uh, Scott Barrett. You can follow him at Scott Barrett DFB. Uh, he had a couple good tweets out today. Mike Gillisley rushed for 5.71 yards per carry in 2016. This ranks 13th best among all running back seasons since the NFL merger, minimum 100 carries. You hear that? 13th best among all running backs since the NFL merger. I don't know when NFL merged, but that crap was a long time ago. And he's 13th best. Mike Gillisley has converted 14 of 17 career carries on third or fourth down and less than six yards to go into first downs or touchdowns. That's the highest rate in NFL over that span. Pretty good. Bill Belichick knows what he's doing. They're offering this dude like $6 million. You know, LeGarrette Blunt only made $3.3 million, like $3.39 million his entire, entire career as a Patriot. And they signed James White to a contract extension this year. I don't know they're doing it at running back, but they're offering Mike Gillisley the most money, which means he's going to be their, their lead down back. So we all stay away from these Patriots running backs because we never know what they're going to do. But this takes that Rex Burkhead train and slides it way to the back and really lowers his fantasy value a ton in my eyes. And leapfrogs Mike Gillisley's fantasy value. Good luck going out to try and trade him for today. Some people will go, oh, this guy's a lead Patriot back. But it'd definitely be a really good gamble to get. This was a really good uh, handcuff to LaShawn McCoy. He showed really well. And as I said, S. Scott Barrett tweeted out with some good tweets today uh, with some good information there as well. And it's 5.7 yards per carry in 2016. It's real good on a minimum 100 carries. So Mike Gillisley. If you can get him, get him. See what it takes to get him. It, it might be worth a good gamble there where he could blow up for two years in New England. Looks like New England would not be drafting a running back, which is weird because his class is so deep in what they're doing out there. Eh, whatever. Never doubt Bill Belichick. The guy knows what he's doing. Um, so let's get my last guy before we announce these Superflex winners, shall we? Kelvin Benjamin. I said it's going to be top 50 ADP. This guy's at 49. Kelvin Benjamin. Young guy. They picked up his fifth-year option in there in Carolina. Cam Newton took a step back last year. I know he had a little shoulder boo-boo. Kelvin Benjamin. In 2015, this guy had a 50% drop rate. In 2016, he wasn't terrible. So when I look back on it, and I was looking at his ADP, it kind of seems about right at 49 because the gamble's high. Because even last year, when he had a down year, he was averaging, he averaged you double-digit points, but he's more of a wide receiver three. I mean, he finished wide receiver 27, so that's a high-end wide receiver three. And I just see without his touchdowns, I mean, that's where it's at. So he's just, he's, he almost falls into, for where he's going and where people want him to be, the high-end wide receiver two, potentially their wide receiver one, it's, 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 a, it's a long shot. Again, he needs tons of touchdowns to get there. And with his drop rate, it makes it even more difficult. He's a great red zone threat. But with an ADP of 49 and where some people view him, where in reality he's most likely going to be a 
high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two, I'd kind of want to get out from Kelvin Benjamin. He still has youth. He has a contract extension coming. He still got Cam Newton. Still holds really good value. But I'd much rather go with a guy like Corey Davis than Kelvin Benjamin. And could you get the number three overall pick for Kelvin Benjamin? Probably not. Probably not at all. And, again, his ADP is kind of about right right there at 49. But I was looking at players I just want to get out from under. It was Kelvin Benjamin. And remember, last year, I mean, he had he had the first, people were like, well, he's coming back from injury. But in that first week, he had six catches for 91 yards and a touchdown. And then in week two, he had seven catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns. So he started off fine. So his injury, it's not like he started off slow and did well. He came out with a bang and then kind of, uh, was just, uh, the rest of the year. But he was getting like six catches for 70 yards and, you know, he was averaged right around 10, 11 points, which is pretty good for a wide receiver three. But for where he's valued, I, I feel you could do better. I feel he's one of those gambles, not somebody that's going to really help you win a championship, not even somebody you can really kind of count on. So he needs Kelvin Benjamin to come back, or he needs Cam Newton to come back. We'll see what he's going to do at receiver. The, the Panthers got to do something else at receiver out there. Kelvin Benjamin, no thanks. I'm I'm kind of out. Matt, I we preached him his rookie year coming out. Matt kind of got me off of him. I'm still off of him. Kelvin Benjamin, he's a poo-poo platter. I'm sorry. Wide receiver threes, you could just do better. Just way more consistent. Give me Jamison Crowder. That's right. I said it. Give me Jamison. Said this guy's name every single week. So that's it. Like I said, it's gonna be a shorter episode this week. Next week we have a much bigger episode. We're gonna go into our top twenty-four rookie rankings. We're gonna give a little bit of rookie strategy going into that as well. And then of course after that, it's the it's the holy day. It's gonna be the NFL draft. That's right. Little over a week away. NFL draft. Where our we finally know where these rookies are gonna go. We give them solidified rankings. Break them down, even go. We'll go through the whole process again. We'll re rank these guys and break them down why you should draft them, where you should draft them. And I think the second round is going to get really, really stronger after the NFL draft. So, before I announce this uh, Superflex League, again, I want to say thank you to all the donations. I wish I can get you, everybody in the league, it's just not possible. Way more people donated than I thought they ever would. Truly appreciate it. And if you still want to get into a Superflex League, if you donated, Hit me up on Twitter or email me, and I will take everybody that contacts me, and I'll throw you guys all in a giant email together so you guys can contact each other and start your own Superflex League. Where should you host that league? Of course, myfantasyleague.com. That's where we host all our leagues. That's where you should host your leagues as well. Like I said, we have all the MFL winners from last time, and we'll have MFL winners to give away at the end of this month. MFL 10s, that is, on myfantasyleague.com. Again, that's our go-to site for hosting all of our dynasty leagues. And I'm in a 1,000 dynasty leagues. All 1,000 of those are hosted on myfantasyleague.com. All of them. 100% ratio. And remember, if you donate to the Superflex League, the best part about it, even if you don't win today, is you're a Nerd Herd member for years to come. I mean, years to come. So let's get into it. Number seven spot into the Superflex League. Winner is. Matt Murray. Next slot, taking number eighth spot, is Christopher Ford. Welcome to the league. The number ninth spot is Brian Yacker. Y-A-C-K-E-R. Yacker. 
That's how you got to pronounce it, right? Right, Brian? And this is it. The last spot for the Superflex League to play with Matt and I. But not only is it the last spot, this is the spot that gets to play in the league, the $100 entry fee for free. That's right. Pro bono. And the winner is Joseph LaPapa. L-A-P-A-P-A. Congratulations, Joseph. Congratulations to everybody that won Superflex Super Flex League spots. Blair Terrell, Kyle Roberts, Adam Fairbairn, Michael Rogers, Joe Sturgis, Justin Ties, Matt Murray, Christopher Ford, Brian Yacker, Joseph LaPapa. If you're Matt Murray, Christopher Ford, Brian Yacker, Joseph LaPapa, please get a hold of me right away on Twitter or via email so I can get your uh, email addresses to get you in this league. Remember, everybody besides Joseph has to pay their $100 entry fee this year before the NFL draft. That's when we're starting this draft is the day after the NFL draft. And I'll give you updates on the Superflex League draft. We'll discuss Superflex Leagues into, as we enter the summertime. Uh, our $500 league that I started is going to enter going into the day after NFL draft. I'll give some updates on that Dynasty draft as well and so much more. Matt will be back next week. I will be back next week. We're going to get ready for the NFL draft. We're going to get you ready for the NFL draft. We're going to talk rookies. We're going to break them down. We're going to give you our final rankings as we enter the NFL draft to see where we stand after the NFL draft. Remember, we say that all the time. It's good to know where people stand before the draft to see why they fell so far after the draft. Because a lot of times you'll look back and see that the guys that were ranked pretty high that fall because they maybe fell in the NFL draft usually should have never fallen in the first place. So we'll be back next week. Thanks again to our sponsors, Maisie, M-A-Z-E-Y. Make sure you download their app today and check it out for your Dynasty League. Communicating, MyFantasyLeague.com, your go-to site for hosting your, all your leagues. We'll be back next week. It's a big one. Next week's NFL draft. I can't wait. Until then, cheerio, mates. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.